0: Good morning, everyone. It's December 6th, the first of three Sundays leading up to Christmas. And over the next three weeks, I do want to share with you uh, three messages that have the theme of Christmas. Uh, they will be a little different, I suppose, in, in their approach, but nevertheless, I hope they will draw us to the, the true meaning of Christmas and, and some lessons that we can learn and apply in our lives uh, each and every day. Uh, before I begin today, however, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I want to share a song with you. Uh, this is something that I wrote back in December of 1968. That's, wow, that's a little over 50 years ago. Uh, and to be honest, I don't think I've sung this song for decades, so I'm a little rusty on it. Uh, but it's just a, a little song about Christmas, and I call it Wishing Star. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight Wish I may,
1: wish I might Have the wish I wish tonight Wish I were a Christmas tree Tinsel paper hanging over me Think how pretty I would be If I were a lovely Christmas tree I'd be there on Christmas Day When gifts are open and the children play Wishing star, what's that you say? I wouldn't want to live that way I wouldn't want to be a Christmas tree Tinsel paper hanging over me Cause when Christmas is gone you see No one cares I were a carol in the air, a Christmas melody everywhere. Think of all the joy I'd share if I were a carol in the air, I'd be sung on Christmas Day by happy people with their hearts so gay, wishing star. What's that you say? I wouldn't want to live that way I wouldn't want to be a carol, no Not when the Christmas lights no longer glow After Christmas is not like before No one wants to carol anymore Wish I were king, and I had power over everything, do you know what I would say, every day shall be Christmas day, think of all the joy there'd be, if every tree were a Christmas tree, wishing star, don't you agree? What a world this would be if every day we'd shout and sing the joys of Christmas to everything. Maybe then, my wishing star, everyone would know who you are. Starlight, star, bright first star I see tonight, wish I may wish.
0: Wishing Star There's another carol we sing about this time every year. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts we travel so far field and fountain, moor and mountain following yonder star. Yes, so begins a carol we sing each year. The song, of course, refers to <coughs> excuse me, Matthew's account of the Magi who came from the east to Jerusalem, where they began asking, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Matthew records that they continued to follow the star until until it stopped over the house where the child was. And he tells us, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold and incense and myrrh, which we now know from history were gifts that were reserved for royalty. And while they didn't fully understand the true reality of who Jesus was, they knew somehow He was a king, worthy of worship, and so they brought him gifts befitting a king. Now, each year at this time, Christians across the world turn their eyes toward what they imagine to be the manger where Jesus was born and sing songs written about that glorious moment when God stepped into our world, became one of us to live with us, teach us, and then give his life to pay the debt of our sin. And we use this occasion to give gifts to one another. It is a very special time of year when we remember the sweet and wonderful story of Jesus coming into the world to save us. Of course, we do not really know when this happened. It's not recorded for us. The early Christians apparently did not celebrate Christmas as Christians began to later in history. We do know the date we now set aside for Christmas was actually a date chosen by the Roman Catholic Church to coincide with a pagan holiday. The idea being it would make it easier for the pagans to relate to Christianity and they could draw them into the church. At any rate, it is set in our tradition, December 25th, the day we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, and the day we follow the lead of the wise men and we bring gifts to one another. But of course the wise men did not give gifts to one another, they worshiped Jesus by giving gifts to him. This morning I want to consider with you this idea of giving gifts to Jesus. And the question I want each of us to ask ourselves this morning is this, what gifts will I give Jesus? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning as we begin to look once again as we do each year at the coming of your son into our world Father he indeed is a glorious gift the perfect gift that was given that we all might be set free from the sin which entangles us and condemns us Father as we consider your coming into the world at this Christ, at this christmas season i pray that you will open our eyes to things beyond that some realities some truths about your coming into the world and this morning as we share in this message i pray that you will challenge us to be people who not only enjoy the season and and celebrate your coming into the world, but understand that there are gifts to be given by us. Gifts not just for one another, but very special gifts that we give to you. Help us to understand this this morning as we share. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. As you contemplate that question, some of the things that might cross your mind When you ask yourselves, uh, what might my gifts be to Jesus? You might think of my heart, my life, my money, my love, my devotion, my commitment, my time. And I would hope that all of these things are truly given to Jesus and that he is truly the Lord of your life and the King of your heart. But I want to suggest some gifts that I know Jesus wants us to give to him and how do I know because he told us listen and yes we have we have talked about these things before we have read this passage on many occasions but I want to share it again today so that we might consider again how we can honor him how we can worship him by giving these gifts to others because in doing so we're giving them to him this is from Matthew chapter 25 beginning at verse 31 but the son of man comes but when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on his glorious throne All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you, a stranger, and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. S- sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves also answer, Lord, when when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison? It did not take care of you. Then he will answer them, Truly, I say to you, to the extent you did not do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. If we are doing these things for others, we are doing them for him. He is honored. He is worshipped when we give these gifts to others. Because when we give them to others, we are giving them To him. What are these gifts? Compassion. Compassion, it's what you give to those who are downtrodden, lonely, feeling hopeless, to those who are hurting, who have been mistreated, to those who are struggling with life, having trouble coping, but also to those who are where they are because they've made bad choices and made mistakes and who are dealing with the consequences of those mistakes. Instead of turning our backs on them, we are to reach out to them with compassion. Think about it. Isn't that what Jesus did to us? The Bible says we were his enemies, and yet he had compassion on us and reached out to us. He cared for us. He didn't turn his back on us. When we reach out to another human being with compassion, we are reaching out to Jesus. The gift of compassion touches not only the person we reach out to, it touches Jesus. It is an act of worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, We are saying to him, I love you. I want to be like you. And that is worship. And it is our gift to Jesus. And then there's service. Service is an act of selflessness to serve someone instead of ourselves. The world around us is self-centered it's a part of our fallen nature to be selfish most people focus on themselves their wants their needs their dreams their goals their plans their lives but the person who has a servant heart will see the needs of others and set aside or postpone their wants to help someone else achieve their wants, their needs, their dreams, their goals, their plans. Isn't that what Jesus did? He set aside the privilege of being God in order to serve us, He said, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. When we set aside our wants to serve others, to help others achieve their wants and their desires and their needs and their plans, we're being like Jesus. And it is an act of worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, we are saying to him, I love you, and I want to be like you. That is worship. And it is our gift to Jesus. And then there's kindness. It is a fruit of the spirit of Christ living in us, and when we show it to others, we touch their lives with the heart of Christ. Now, <clears throat> kindness is not just being nice. Many people are nice, who are, but they're not necessarily kind. Kindness is an attitude of the heart which demonstrates itself in actions towards others. Kindness isn't an action, though, which expects reciprocation. You're not kind in hopes that someone will be kind to you. You're not kind to make yourself look good. You're not kind to mask your true feelings. Kindness is an attitude which flows freely from the heart. It is an attitude that Doesn't depend on the actions or lack of actions of someone else. Kindness is its own reward. We feel good on the inside when we are truly kind. And the reason is because it is a reflection of Jesus living in us. Kindness is an act of worship. Because when we are doing what Jesus would do, we are saying to him, I love you, and I want to be like you. Kindness is worship, and it is our gift to Jesus. And then there's forgiveness. It is the letting go of that which we feel we have the right to hold. When we are are wronged, when we are intentionally hurt, when we are abused, when we are mistreated, when we are unfairly treated, we we feel we have the right to hold that against someone, the right to take revenge, the right to wish the worst for that person. We feel we have the right to hold it against them. That we have the right to hope they get what they deserve. But what did Jesus do? He was sinned against, he was mistreated, he was abused, he was hurt both emotionally and physically in ways we'll probably never know. He was falsely accused. He was condemned to die, but did, did he take revenge? He could have taken revenge. He could have held it against mankind. He could have made sure that we got what we deserved. But Jesus forgave us even hanging on the cross and looking down at soldiers gambling for his food his his clothes he said to the father forgive them for they do not know what they do forgiveness is an act of worship because when we are doing what jesus would do we are saying to him i love you And and I I want to be like you. Forgiveness is worship. And it is our gift to Jesus. And then there is love. It is the ultimate expression of Christ-likeness. It is the ultimate expression of who God is. The Bible tells us that God is love. We read in 1 John chapter 4. We have come to know and believe the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this... Love is perfected in us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, we also are in this world. There is no fear in love. The perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one whose fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his n- brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. To love is worship, because when we are doing what Jesus would do, we are saying to him, I love you, and I want to be like you. Love is worship, and it is our gift to Jesus. So it is the Christmas season. It is a season of giving, but I would submit to you that every day is a day in which we should be giving our gifts to Jesus. Let us give him the gift of worship each and every day of our lives by showing compassion to others, by serving others by showing kindness to others, by loving others. The wise men brought him gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh, gifts worthy of a king. Let us make our gifts worthy of our Savior. Let us worship him by living as he lived, and giving ourselves to others. Our Heavenly Father, we are amazed by the gift you have given us in your Son. Because you have loved us, you have given us the hope of eternal life in him. And in this Christmas season, when we, when we focus on that moment in time when he stepped into our world, it's, it's very easy for us, Father, to get lost in the, in the picture of the baby in the manger and have thoughts of how sweet it is how precious it is, how wonderful it is. And all that is true, but Father, it was the first step into a glorious life, a life that ended in death, purposely, in order to bring us the glorious life you want each of us to have. Father, help us each and every day to live the glorious life, to make each day, in essence, Christmas, as we give our gifts to you. Help us, Father, to do this, and we ask it in Christ's name. Amen.